Open your Bibles to John 10, verse 27, and then we'll look at John 17, verse 3. You are going to live forever. Everybody in this room, everyone who will ever hear this coming from my mouth, you will live forever. You will live forever in the presence of God in a place called heaven, or you will live forever separated from God in a place called hell. You are going to live forever. And the issue is, where will you spend eternity? Now, you need to understand that the word death, D-E-A-T-H, in the Bible, the Greek word is thanatos, and it never means to cease to exist. No, you don't understand. I just die, my body goes back to the dust, and I just cease to exist. I am no more. Totally, absolutely incorrect. Death does not mean in the Bible annihilation or ceasing to exist. You and I will live forever. Now, the Bible says that this life is just a place that we prepare and get ready to live in what the Bible calls eternity. In Psalm 90, you don't need to turn there, just listen to these words. Psalm 90, verse 10. The days of our lives are 70 years. And if by reason of strength, they are 80 years. Yet their boast is only labor and sorrow. It is soon cut off and we fly away. Then he says, so teach us to number our days. God, God don't let us take any day of our life for granted. Don't let us waste a day. Let us realize that this is just preparation for eternity. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Now, this morning, we've been looking at the promises of God. This is maybe the sixth, seventh, or eighth promise of God that we've already looked at. Today, we're going to look at the glorious promise of God concerning eternal life. God has promised us eternal life. Now, today, I'm going to answer two questions. I'm going to answer two questions about this great promise of, what is eternal, of, what, of, 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 of eternal life. The first question is that I'm going to answer about this promise of eternal life is what is eternal life? What is it? And then the second question I'm going to answer is how do you know? How do you really know that you have eternal life? Now, you're going to live forever, either in the presence of the God who created you and gives you life, or are you going to live forever separated from the God who created you? Now, let me ask you this. What is eternal life? Now, let me answer it and then show you in the scripture about the promise. Eternal life is the presence of God in your life right now in his son, Jesus Christ. Well, 
Now, when I die and go to heaven, I'm going to have eternal life. Wrong. Eternal life is the presence of God in your life right now in his son, Jesus Christ. Brother Ed said it. The moment Jesus Christ comes to live in you, you have eternal life. Some people say, well, no, no, Brother Fred, eternal life is when you die and go to heaven. And you, No, it isn't. Eternal life is the presence of God in your life right now in his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, John 17, 3 is, is revolutionary when it just comes to understanding uh, eternal life. I want you to listen to what it says. And this is eternal life. Now, listen to Jesus talking. They, they say, now, eternal life is, is belonging to the church. No, it isn't. It's the church that gives you the eternal life. No, it isn't. It's baptism through which you get eternal life. It isn't. None of that is true. Well, it's, it's doing good and keeping the, the, the rules. And No, it isn't. Now, listen. John 17, 3, Jesus, in this great prayer of his, said, this is eternal life. Understand that. This is Jesus. This is eternal life. That they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. That, that's not hard to understand. Jesus said, eternal life is knowing you. Not knowing about him. No, not knowing about him, but knowing him. It is his presence in your life. And this is eternal life, that they might know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Eternal life is the presence of God in your life through his Son, Jesus Christ. John chapter 10, verses 27 through 30. Well, listen at this. What a, this is the great promise of eternal life. Now listen, we, we're talking about the promises of God. And God has promised us eternal life in his son. We read in John 10, 27. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. And listen to what he said. I give them eternal life. Eternal life is a gift. You don't earn it. You don't merit it. You don't deserve it. It's a gift. I give them eternal life. They shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father who gave them to me is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. My Father and I are one. So eternal life is the presence of the living God in our life. Through his son, Jesus Christ. And it is a gift. And we're in the very hand of Jesus. And he says, nothing can snatch you out of my hand or out of my father's hand. Now, this matter of eternal life is this. God is our father. God is our father through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now listen to me carefully. God is the creator of all men. God is the creator of all people. And let me take it a step further. God not only is the creator of all people, God loves all people. I mean, it doesn't matter if they're in the deepest heart of Africa or if they're in a, a penthouse in New York City. Let me tell you something. God created all people. He is the creator of all people, and God loves all people. Having said that, 
God is the Father only of those who through personal faith in Jesus Christ has become his child. He's the creator of all, but he's the father of those in whom Jesus Christ, his son, has come to live. Now, the Bible is unmistakably clear about that. I love Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 and Father. I want you just to listen to this powerful promise, how that God is the father of those in whom Jesus Christ has come to live. Galatians chapter 4, verse 4. Now, I'm talking about he's the creator of all and he loves all. But he's only the father of those in whom Jesus Christ lives and has come to be their Savior and Lord. Galatians 4.4. When the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. That he might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. Now listen to this. And because you are sons... God has sent the spirit of his son into your heart, crying, Abba, Father. In the fullness of time, Jesus came to redeem us that were under the curse of the law because we had sinned against God. And he came, and the Bible says that we were adopted as sons. And because we are sons, God has sent the spirit of Jesus into our heart. And we pray, Abba, Father, Abba, Father, you're no longer a slave but a son. And if a son, heir of God through Jesus Christ. Now listen, that's why in the Lord's Prayer, God's children pray, Our Father who art in heaven. God is the Father of every person in whom His Son, Jesus Christ, has come to live. And eternal life is the presence of God in your life. In the person of His Son, Jesus Christ. And it is the person of Jesus in your life that you cry out and call God as Father. Our Father, Abba Father. The same thing is said in the book of Romans, that eternal life is God is our Father through His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. In Romans chapter 8, listen to what it says about how the fact that, 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 that God is our Father through Jesus, that's eternal life. It says in verse 14 of Romans chapter 8, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. We did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but we received the spirit of adoption. God's adopted us into his family through his son, Jesus. We've received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father, our Father, our Father. He is our Father through faith in Jesus Christ. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. You know, salvation, no, no, let me put it this way, eternal life is the presence of the living God in your life through His Son, Jesus Christ. And as Christ has come to live in us, God is our Father and Jesus is our Savior and we are children of God. That's eternal life. And we cry to Him, not as a distant God, but as the God who is our Father through His Son, Jesus. We've been adopted into His family. Man, it is awesome. That right now, we're the children of God. I mean, I'm telling you, when Jesus comes into your life, you have eternal life, and you become a child of God at that moment. I love that passage in 1 John chapter 3. I want you to listen to this. It is awesome. Behold, 1 John 3, 1. Behold 
what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we shall be called the children of God. What great love that God would call us his children right here and right now. It says, therefore the world does not know us because it did not know him. Beloved, now are we the children of God. That's what eternal life is. We're children of God through faith in Jesus Christ. God is our Father. His Spirit of His Son is in our hearts saying, Our Father. Beloved, now we're the children of God. It has not been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when He is revealed, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. And everyone who has this hope purifies himself even as He is pure. There's so much confusion about eternal life well eternal life is being in the church that's not it that's not it eternal life is doing the best you can that's not it eternal life is being baptized that's not it eternal life is being religious that's not it listen to me eternal life and this is eternal life that they might know you the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you've sent eternal life is the presence of God in your life through his son Jesus Christ and God is your father and you are his child and the moment Jesus comes to live in you you begin to live eternally in the presence of God never ever to be out of his eternal presence now let me ask you a question how do you know you have eternal life? I, I'm, I'm telling you, there's so many lies about eternal life. There's so many people think, well, if I can make a pilgrimage here or do this or do that, there's just a ton of lies about what eternal life is. But the Bible is clear. It's unmistakably clear that it's the presence of God through his son, Jesus Christ. And God is our father and we're his children. When Christ lives in you, you're, you're living for eternity. But I want to ask you a question. How do you know you have eternal life? That's the bottom line. See, you're going to live forever, either in the presence of the God who created you and who is your father now. You're either going to live in his presence or are you going to live in a place called heaven? Or are you going to live separated from his presence in a place called hell? So the issue is, how do you know that you have eternal life? Did you know that one book in the Bible was written to show you? The whole book was written to show you whether or not you have eternal life. And it was the book of 1 John. And so the first answer to the first, the first question was, what is eternal life? Now, here's the second question. How do you know that you have eternal life? It's what I call the internal evidence. The in, what is the evidence that you're a child of God? It's what I call is the eternal evidence internal, I-N, internal evidence that you're a child of God. It's called the witness of the Holy Spirit. You see, see, if you have eternal life, if God lives in you through his son Jesus and he is your father, the Holy Spirit bears witness that you're a child of God. I mean, God's Spirit will say, yes, you're my child. Now, I want you to listen to this verse. In Romans chapter 8, it says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God... They're the children of God. Then it goes on and says in Romans 8, around about verse 15 and 16, His Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. So you say, well, uh, I have all kinds of emotions. Well, your emotions don't tell you whether or not you're a child of God. Well, intellectually, I'm trying to figure it all out. And I think A, B, and C, and maybe D, maybe No, you've got to understand 
that the evidence that you have eternal life is the witness of the Holy Spirit who is in you. His Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we're children of God. That passage over in Galatians where it says, he says the spirit of his son, he sent the spirit of his son into your heart crying, Abba, Father. You say, Brother Fred, do you have eternal life? By the grace of God, by the gift of God, through the shed blood of Jesus, through his perfect sacrifice on the cross, the fact that he died for my sins and took my place. Listen, I do have eternal life because of the perfect sacrifice of Jesus and his resurrection and the fact that God has come to live in me. But I'm going to tell you something. The way I know that I do is his spirit. His spirit bears witness with my spirit that I'm a child of God. I can lay my head on my pillow at night. Have I been perfect? No. Do sometimes I get my eyes off Jesus and sin? Yes. That's not my desire nor yours. But I'm telling you, in the quietness of your heart, away from the hustle and bustle and the noise of a crowded life, you get quiet before God. And His Spirit bears witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. He spent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts crying, Abba, Father. You know, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6, 19, that our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So God's Spirit in us bears witness that we're a child of God. Our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12, 13, talking about the Holy Spirit bearing witness that we're saved, that we have eternal life. It says in 1 Corinthians 12, 13, for by one Spirit, we've all been baptized into one body. Now get this, we've all been made to drink of the same Holy Spirit. Well, how do I know that I have eternal life? It is the witness of the Holy Spirit. God's Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. We're spiritually alive. Ephesians 2, 1, and says, You he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sin. And verse 5, And God who is rich in his great mercy and love has made us alive together with Christ. Now let me just say this to you. If you have eternal life, the Spirit of God will bear witness in you that God is your Father and Jesus is your Savior and you are a member of the family of Almighty God. The evidence is the witness of the Holy Spirit. But you know, you know, no, no. You know, my church told me that if I was in the church, I'd have eternal life. Your church told you a lie. They said that if I would keep the ordinances and the sacraments, I'd have eternal life. They told you a lie. Eternal life is in none of those. Eternal life is God's presence in your life through his son, Jesus Christ. And he becomes your father and you become his son through his son, Jesus Christ. Now, but there's another evidence. How do we know we have eternal life? It is called the inner witness of the Holy Spirit. But it's called the outward witness or the evidence of a changed life. The evidence of a changed life. Now, Jesus said it over, I know, at least once or twice. He said, by their fruit, you will know them. He said, an apple, you know it's an apple tree because it's got apples. You know, it's got oranges because it's an orange tree because it's got oranges. He said, let me tell you, people are going to know you have eternal life by the fruit that is in your life. No book in the Bible makes it so clear what the evidence is that we have eternal life. 
It's the book of 1 John. Here's the first evidence that you have eternal life. That is, that you love the brethren. First, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, If anyone be in Christ, they're a new creation. Okay, I understand that. If anyone be in Christ, they're a new creation. Old things are passed away, and all things have become new. The entire book of 1 John is written to show us whether or not we have eternal life. And so the first one is this. If you, you want to know whether you have eternal life or not, do you love the brethren? 1 John chapter 2, verses 9 through 11. I mean, it's so unmistakably clear. I'm telling you, God wrote this book. And you can either believe God or you can believe your emotions or you can believe some junk. But I'm telling you, one way you know you got eternal life is because you love people. It's 1 John chapter 2, verses 9 through 11. Now, now listen to this. See, if there's any part of this you don't understand. He says here, he, he who says he is in the light. Well, I'm in the light. I'm a child of God. I have eternal life. He who says he is in the light and hates his brother is in darkness. Until now, he who loves his brother abides in the light, for there is no cause of stumbling in him. He who hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. If you hate people, why should you believe that you have eternal life when the Bible says that's not true? Listen to 1 John chapter 3. Verse 10, listen to what it says. In this the children of God have manifested. Well, I can understand that. You want to know if you're a child of God and God is your father and you have eternal life? In this the children of God are manifested. And the children of the devil are manifest. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. The children of God are manifested in this and the children of devil is manifested in this. If a person... Uh, does not practice righteousness, he's not a child of God. And if he doesn't love his brother, he's not a child of God. Now, now folks, that's, you say, well, that's too narrow. I didn't write it. God wrote it. You, know, you say, well, I just hate, I hate black people, or I hate white people, or I hate socialists, or I, I hate this, and I hate that. Let me ask you one question. By what right do you have to hate anyone? You can hate their sin. But God took away every right for you to hate anyone. In fact, he told you to love your enemies. To bless those that curse you. And I, I'm telling you, people say, well, I love God, but I hate. I said, time out. The Bible is absolutely clear that the evidence that you have eternal life is that you don't hate people. And he says it over there in first. And then look at verses 14 and 15 of first John chapter three. I love this verse. It is so clear. Thank you, God, for letting me know whether or not I could be deceived or am deceived. 1 John three fourteen. We know we have passed from death to life. Well, how do I know that? How do I know I'm no longer spiritually dead? How do I know that I'm spiritually alive? We know we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer. And you that know that no murderer has eternal life in him. Man, I wonder if I have eternal life. I want to ask you, do you love people? You can hate the sin. You can hate sin. 
You don't have to like people's ways. But I'll tell you one thing. They're created in the image of God. And as wicked as they might be and as, and, and, and as, as vile as they may be, I want to tell you as those that nailed Jesus to the cross, wicked and vile, that Jesus looked at them and said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. There's the inner witness of the Spirit. His Spirit bears witness with our spirit. We're children of God. Then there's the outward witness of a changed life. Number one, we love people. Bottom line. Well, I was raised with prejudice. Well, repent and move beyond it. I mean, that's just the answer to it. I'm just telling you how it is. But here's the second thing. The second evidence that you have eternal life. Not only the witness of the Spirit, not on the outward witness that you love the brethren, but here's the next one, and, and it's so clear. The way you know you have eternal life is you love people. And the second way you know is that you live a lifestyle of righteousness and obedience. You live a lifestyle. You know what your lifestyle is? It's your lifestyle. It's the way you live. It's the way you live. It's who you are. And so a person who has eternal life lives a lifestyle of righteousness and a lifestyle of obedience. Now, we know what eternal life is. It is the presence of God in our life through His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. God is our Father through Jesus, His Son, and we cry, Our Father. We are children of God. And so, therefore, the Spirit of God bears witness that we are His children. And we know that we know Him because we love we know we've passed from death to life because we love people. But here, here's the other. It's the, our lifestyle. We practice righteousness. We practice obedience. Not perfect, but I'm telling you, our lifestyle is not wickedness. Our lifestyle is not ungodliness. Our lifestyle is not sin. Our lifestyle is righteousness. Now, it, it's so clear in the Word of God. I'm just going to read you two passages. 1 John chapter 2. Verses 3 through 5. Now, I'm so thankful this book is here because I'm not going to debate people and argue people. They say, you're judging me. I will not judge you. The only thing that will judge you will be the Word of God. And so you say, well, I have eternal life. But let me tell you what it says here uh, in, in 1 John chapter 2, verse 3. Now, listen carefully. I'm reading the Word of the living God. Now, by this we know that we know Him. Okay, I want to know. I want to know. By this we know that we know Him. By this we know that we know Him. Because we keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. By this we know that we know Him if we keep His commandments. Verse 4. If we say, well, I know Jesus. I know God. He's my Father. If we say, I know Him and do not keep His commandments... He who says, I know him, and does not keep his commandments, is a liar. And the truth is not in him. Whoever keeps God's word, in him the love of God is perfected by him. By this we know that we're in him. Do I have eternal life? Do you practice righteousness? Is your lifestyle one of obedience? Not perfection. We all mess up sometimes. We all sin sometimes. We don't want to. That's not our life. It's one thing to slip into sin. It's one thing to live in sin. It's one thing to stumble and fall. It's one way to walk. I'm talking about practice. I'm talking about lifestyle. 
I'm talking about who you are and the way you live 24-7. And there is the witness of a changed life, the witness of a new creation, the witness that we practice obedience and righteousness. All right, then there's another passage, 1 John 3, 5 through 10. And, and, and this is all you need right here. I mean, th- this is very clear. And so I can test myself to see if I have eternal life by this. 1 John chapter 3, verses 5 through 10. Here we go. It says, um, little children, let no one deceive you. Little children is an affectionate term for people who were professing Christians, children of God. Little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness, it's your lifestyle, is righteous just as he is righteous. Thank you. He who, he who sins, practices sin, sin is his lifestyle. He who sins is of the devil. For the devil sinned from the beginning. This purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whoever has been born of God does not practice sin. His seed remains in him, and he cannot practice sin because he belongs to God. In this, the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. Well, John, why didn't you, why didn't you just make it plain? I mean, why? In this, the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, and he who does not love his brother. I believe with all my heart, I don't believe I'm deceived, that I have eternal life. You know why? Because God's Spirit seems to bear witness with me that I'm a child of God. But also, I really believe that I have eternal life because there was a time that I practiced disobedience. There was a time that I practiced sin. That was my lifestyle. But after an encounter with Jesus Christ, he changed me on the inside. I am far from perfect. There are times that I am so broken over the fact that I am not holy as God wants me to be. But I can say to you with no hypocrisy, man, I, I don't practice sin. I don't practice disobedience. I don't practice that. And that gives me the confidence. In fact, I practice righteousness. My desire is to obey. So you just go and look at your own life. Do you practice sin? Do you practice unrighteousness? Or do you practice righteousness? Do you practice obedience? Is that your lifestyle? Your lifestyle will reveal to you whether or not you have eternal life. Do you love people? Do you really love people? I didn't say you like their ways. You have every right to hate their sin. But they're created in the image of God. So what is the evidence that we have eternal life? It is the inner witness of the Spirit. And it's that we're a new creation. We love people and we practice righteousness and we have a lifestyle of obedience. Now, by the way, it's only by the grace of God. How can we practice righteousness? How can we be obedient? You want to know? It's because Jesus Christ lives in us. The Holy Spirit lives in us. Jesus Christ lives 
in us. And His righteousness is our righteousness. And we find the power to love. And we find the power to obey by the presence of Jesus Christ in us. You can't love without the one who is love living in your heart. Who is Jesus Christ. And you can't be righteous and obedient without the presence of the one who is righteous and obedient in your life. I am telling you, it is Jesus Christ in us who enables us to love and to be obedient and to be righteous. And I say, praise be to Jesus. Look around you. Don't judge anybody. I'm talking about all the people you rub shoulders with. They say, I got eternal life and I'm going to heaven, but they're living like the devil. Love them enough to say, I'm not judging you, but I tell you what, if you keep living the way you're living and you die, you're going to be uncomfortable when you go to heaven. (laughs) The only place you'd be comfortable is in hell. Because they don't live the way you're living in heaven. I'm concerned. Somebody's trusting an experience. They're trusting a, a church. They're trusting religions and sacraments and rules. But they don't love people and they don't practice righteousness and obedience. And so everything says that they're deceived. You want to know if you have eternal life? Just read the book of 1 John. Just read it openly, prayerfully, and ask God to speak to you. And you'll come away knowing through the blood of Jesus and his cross I do have eternal life. Or you'll come away knowing, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I have been deceived. Save me, Jesus. Save me. Save me. You are my only hope. The promise of eternal life. Hallelujah. We're going to live forever in the presence of the God who created us and who redeemed us through the blood of his son, Jesus Christ. Praise God for eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. I give you eternal life and you shall never perish and no one can pluck you out of my hand. Hallelujah. And this is the record. God has given, 1 John 5, 11 through 13. This is the record. God has given us eternal life. This life is in his son. He who has the son has life. He who has not the son of God has not life. I mean, that's the Word of God. First John 11, here's a record. God's given us eternal life. If you've got His Son, you've got life. If you don't have His Son, you don't have life. And He said, I've written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God so you can know that you have eternal life. You can know it. Do you know it? Do you know it? Does your life bear witness that you're a child of God? I trust it does. I trust it does. If not, you get it settled. 